Hello, everyone. My name is Jackson. Welcome to the Five Cents Podcast. I'll be your panelist today. I'm joined here by my four judges. Zay. What up, y'all? Josh. What's good? What's good? Nate. Yes, sir. What's up, y'all? And Nico. What's up? And together, we make up five dudes who just give our opinions on all sorts of stuff, all sorts of topics, and really just kind of shoot the breeze. And so I'm going to start them off with something hot that I know at least a couple of them probably talked about before the show and or have opinions about. And it's going to be right up the music category because there's a very important album that dropped, what was that, last Friday? And I know, I know that some people in this podcast are dying to talk about it. So I'm just going to turn over the reins. Boys, what do we think about Cole's new album? I'll let y'all go first. No, go ahead, bro. You've been saving some heat, bro. Come on. Nah, man. I, I saw your face light up. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. So, for you know, for those on the podcast, you know, I'm a very avid J. Cole listener. Probably my favorite artist. My personal GOAT for right now. And I will be the first to say that the all-season cements J. Cole as the GOAT right now in our generation. Because it answers everything that people have had a problem with for J. Cole in the past. And so, like, when I say that, it means, like, when you think about it before with, like, KOD and Four Your Eyes Only. What was the first thing that you think that people said that was, were bad about those albums, right? They said the production was boring. He had the same type of flow. Even though he was really lyrical, he really didn't change much about his styles. A lot of the songs were pretty missable, which I don't agree with at all, but, you know, to each his own respectable mm-hmm. idea. But in this mixtape, the offseason, J. Cole not only takes a whole different amount of sounds, he maintains the same level of pen that he's had in every single album he's had, if not done a lot better for a lot of the punchlines as well in my opinion, and just changed his flow, had production, had a lot of eight list features who didn't just, you know, throw some throwaways in, but actually gave very solid verses that could have been on their own song. Like, My Life at 21, that could have been 21 song, and you couldn't tell the difference. That was just a lot part two, you know what I mean? So I feel like definitely, like, although I don't think this is his best album, this is definitely J. Cole's best, uh, I guess, technical album, if that makes sense. Like, personally, for me, like, my favorite J. Cole album it's more relevant to like you know what's going on to me and what's relevant to me at the time. But I feel like this is the best technical performance on like an overall kind of rap scheme that J. Cole has had. And this is just a mixtape. So I really feel like this is just a lead up to the fall off probably being his best album for me. So what do y'all think? Man, I think that you definitely hit it right on the bottom when you were talking about like from like the technical aspect. Because I've heard that a lot too. And that's when people, they try to put J. Cole in a mid category because of his production value. And I sit there and I'm like, okay, so who do you call good? Now, no offense to you people that like Lil Uzi Vert. There's nothing necessarily wrong with him. But for you to think that he's better than J. Cole, you're on that bullshit. Like, I'm going to just <laughs> reaffirm that statement. You're on that bullshit. Lil Uzi Vert. Like it is. About some of the most nonsense stuff I've ever heard. And just because it flows, doesn't make it like great i think the problem is like some people start looking at the term great and i guess of course it's like subjectively speaking but like come on now what are you using what are you classifying half of these dudes that rap nowadays are not lyrical what day cole put out literally in um the first song 95 south this man put out a triple entendre with the um, Luigi brother line, I'm like, come on now, bro. How many people are just casually doing it? Like, to most people, they were like, oh, he talking about Mario, or oh, he talking about an M on his head, or oh, and they were like, wait, he's talking about all those things. Yes, yes, he is. Like, that was cold. That was clean. And I think that this album, for me, is also not my personal favorite, 
but I think that it just shows so much of J. Cole's like growth as an artist. Like, cause I started listening to J. Cole from the sideline story. So that's like what, like 2009 ish, 2011, 2011, 2011. So what, this has been 10 years for me listening to J. Cole and he, he's a different man from back then. So that's, that's just my take on it for right now. I'm sure you're going to jog some stuff, but I'll let somebody else take over. Um, well, since we're talking about personal favorites, my personal favorite album from J. Cole is Born Sinner. That's my personal favorite. I thought that one was good from top to bottom. Like, I can't, there's nowhere I can fault that. But speaking on the latest that he came out with, um, I, like, I was clock watching. I was clock watching, and when it dropped, I was on it immediately, and um, I, uh, yeah, I don't see how you can't like it. Like, I, I just, I've listened to it too many times, and I still like it, and I agree with what Nate was saying, was that he, everything that people said was bad about him, and proved them wrong in this album, so... It's like, like he was saying, and I've even talked to people that personally said that, yeah, J. Cole's good, but I think a problem that a lot of people have with J. Cole, and this may or may not be true, this is just what I think, um, I think the issue they have with J. Cole is because he, what he, the style of rap, what he raps about, and his flow don't match a lot of people's lifestyles. So, for example, people would rather listen to, like Josh was saying, Lil Uzi, NBA Youngboy, Future, and think about their music. You know, they're not really talking about anything worthwhile, but it's got a good beat. You can bob your head to it. You can get hyped to it. And a lot of people nowadays are living fast. They're living in excitement. They're living in entertainment. Entertainment's everywhere. So they want to be entertained with their music. So if they can bop their head to it, it doesn't matter if a rapper's talking about fucking bitches selling drugs and killing people. It's like, well, I can get hyped to it. But if you have J. Cole over here rapping to educate, um, like you'll listen to it and you'll be like, damn, that was good. Or not you, but the other people will listen to it and be like, damn, that was good. But they're not on that type of time. So they'll just listen to it and be like, yeah, that was good. But they can't listen to it consistently because they can't get hyped to it. Yeah. And so what he did was, is I can't remember the, the, the name of the song. Uh, no, uh, which one was it? Actually, Josh, which song was it where he said that uh, about the Luigi Brothers? 95. 95 okay, so on 95 South, right, he took like a a really, the bass was pretty tuned up in that one, and the, there was a chorus towards the end where he was like, um, you know, throw your set, you know, the chorus, like, throw your shit, set up, and like, I didn't even have to sing it, and it, it just it was automatic. So he proved everybody wrong that he can 
make hype, you know, make hype songs. He can make lyrical songs. He can take people you, I would have never, I would have never thought, all right? Now, him and Boz, you know, him, you know, rappers like that, I can see that. But I never saw Lil Baby and J. Cole mesh, you know, meshing on one track, and he did it. I never would have saw that possible. Now, I have my personal disagreements with Lil Baby. I just don't like him. Um, I don't listen to his music. I don't think he's good. But even I have to admit, that was a smooth song. He came on there, he did his thing, and it matched the flow of the song, like J. Cole and Lil Baby, two completely different styles of artists. So I'm just, in this one, it's like, you, you, if, you, if you hate on him at this point, you're just, you're desperate. You're, <laughs> you're just, a hater. You're just trying yeah. to find any, because he proved you wrong. He took everything you said and he proved you wrong. And now you're trying to find something else, you know, and, and it's like, if you hate on it and you think it's okay, here's my thing. If you think this album was mid and if you think it was only okay, show me a, just give me, tell me the album that came out recently, um, you know, recently. So within this year or maybe late last year, I guess I'll give it, that's better than this one. And you, you, okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Show me one that's better that's came out recently, and I'll listen. I'm I'm open to it, but so, I, in my opinion, there's not one. But you know, to each their own. Yeah, I have something to add up before Nico jumps in. Uh, just just to play devil's advocate here for for the record and for a reference, I am very much a fan of J Cole. But the y'all are all saying like how he's basically taken everything that was said about him in a negative sense and flipped it on its head through the album. Uh, or through the mixtape, rather. And the only, like, potential angle that I could see someone playing to demean this one and to give it any sort of negative rap, other than just hating on it because you didn't listen to it, would be to say that he, like, pandered to his haters. What, what do y'all think in, in reference to that specifically? Do you think that, like, detracts from how good it is as a whole, that he specifically targeted issues that people said he had and didn't go with a style that's more iconic to him? Or do you think well, that it's just as good of a mixtape regardless? Well, well, when I listened to the album, I didn't get that vibe once that he was pandering to haters or anything. And I honestly, I like maybe I'm just like under a rock or something, but I don't be hearing like the a lot of the J. Cole slander. Like, uh, I don't know, like I don't hear too much of it either. I don't know. I like like with, with like him not being able to make hype music and stuff like that. I feel like for me personally, I don't expect that from J. Cole. You know, like I'm not when I'm listening to J. Cole, I'm not trying to get hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like that whole, like, panning to the haters thing didn't really hit the nail for me because I, I didn't really, I, I don't hear that hate to begin with, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's just me, though. And what's so funny to me is as they say that at every freaking type of summer type of event, tell me why I hear workout and freaking middle child pop on. Isn't that a... Aren't those J. Cole songs or, or I tripping or something? Like, stop the cap. There are people that are literally just hated. Because if you want that, it's in his music. It may not be as frequent, but to act like he just doesn't release stuff like that is cap. And then for all the people that said that they think that the album is mid because it's not like his previous music, there were a couple songs that, to me at least, sounded exactly like some OJ Cole stuff. Like, my favorite song on the album is Close. 
That is something that I literally think that he could have just put for in your for your eyes only. That could have just slid right in there, bro. Like, what are you talking about, bro? That song hit so deep. I was just like, stop it. Stop it. Okay, uh, yo, yo. just real quick, just to piggyback off that, to say that every song on there wasn't like Cole. Uh, I think it was called Don't Let Go My Hand. Mm-hmm. If you listen to that song and you tell me that's not J. Cole, and, like you can go back, you can go all the way back to the sideline story or Born Center, and you can find songs that are similar to Don't Let Go My Hand, with as far as the like the chill nuance of the beat, him, you know, hit the flow. You you can go back and find that in his old music. He's been like that. I think the point was was that people were saying that that's all he can do. That's what the haters were saying. They were saying that's all he can do. Jake, that's all J. Cole is. That's all J. Cole can do as an artist. And then he did something else. And it was great. And he did it well. So mm-hmm. now what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. just to add on to that too, I feel like it's funny that you introduced that middle child idea because I feel like that's a really important song when it comes in kind of decoding where J. Cole sits in like today's idea because, you know, he grew up on like in the first song, you know, the killer cams. But then now you got like the Futures and the Uzi who have kind of mastered that kind of flow and the cadence part of, uh, part of music. But the people he grew up listening to kind of had the lyrical, which also they had some bangers too. People are kind of smoking when they say they don't. But, you know, that kind of lyrical, hey. telling stories type of level of things. And I feel like J. Cole kind of masters both of those because every album, even though this album sounds different than the KOD, and KOD sounds different from Four Your Eyes Only, they all each have kind of this overall idea that they follow throughout the whole album that I feel like that puts those like top tier artists apart from kind of those those new age artists. Because like this album is basically just about staying on your grind, staying motivated, even when you feel like you know you have everything, especially that album. <laughs> when you feel like you know have everything on top, making sure you stay focused. You know, KOD was you know dealing with addictions, whether you know it's love or you know actual addiction and stuff like that. Boy, your eyes only had its own theme too, and Born Center and everything. So even though the sound is different, which I feel like the sound for every J Cole album differs a lot between both of them, just to show his growth. But they all kind of show that same kind of overall theme, is which I feel like this kind of doesn't really pander too much to. Kind of that idea of he's not J. Cole because he's still him. He's still talking about his life. He had bars in there where he's talking about, you know, he wasn't shooting anything up, but he was just, you know, trying to dodge the street stuff so he could get to school on time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's still him. That's what he grew up on, and that's where people relate to, to him about. But it's a whole new sound because, you know, his pen is evolving, his style is evolving, the people around him are evolving. So I feel like this is a, a good example of him being kind of that cross between both generations is what puts him at that top Well. And real quick, Nico, give me like 20 seconds. Dude, I know you want to talk, but real quick, one more thing. And when people are talking about like some of the artists they listen to, most of these people are listening to NBA Youngboy cannot relate to him in the slightest. And I just future. wanted to say that. I just wanted to say that. And Y'all future. aren't built like that. Yeah, uh, especially and Future. Y'all are not built like Future. Bro. They don't oh relate to him. God, they want to be him. <laughs> exactly. There's a difference bro. between idolizing someone and relating yeah. to him. Jake Nico, that's something I can not, think about it, but... Young boy. I'm not like that. Nico put his hand up all pensive, like, I want to hear this. It's just because, like, so I didn't get to say, like, my idea, like, my thoughts on, like, the first topic. But, like, when Nate said, like, uh, how this album, like, um, was talking about, uh, you know, just staying on your grind, you know, staying motivated, even though 
you may have everything you feel like you still need to be on your grind. I feel like I was gonna say one thing that I really enjoyed about this album was like I feel like it really clicked for like it, I don't know it clicked something in my head like I feel like it was just the perfect timing or something I don't know but I was just listening to this album and I was just like man what am I doing bro I'm like what am I doing with my life I was like I sat down and I'm just like bro I listened to 100 mil I'm just a hunger on hillside and I'm just like bro these two those those two songs specifically like I like those immediately and like I listened to them I've been listening to them like every day since the album came out. And it's just like, bro, what it's literally just motivating me to to do a lot of these things that I haven't been doing. Like literally, just got a new job, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. This is like, I'm just like, bro, like I gotta get on my grind, you know what I'm saying? And like, I feel like somehow, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I just can't understand how people can't like the album, you know? I just, I just can't understand, you know? So I don't know. That's the thing, honestly, like. Cause I understand like the point where a lot of people have you know their their top artists and stuff like that, but I don't know how. I swear that man Jermaine is just he, he got a camera in my house somewhere. But every album he has come out with <laughs> oh, me, has bro. made so much sense in my life. Entertainment came out that there's no way I can sit like it can't click and that I can't enjoy it. Even if the sounds are different, I feel like that's why like a lot of people pick up on him is because like the the themes he comes out with are they're pretty general. Like they're pretty you know there's stuff that's almost common sense. But you need the right person to tell it to you the right type of way for it to actually click. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like J. Cole does that perfectly. So I think a comfortable a comfortable consensus. Because we had this conversation. I mean, we've had this conversation, I think, on three podcasts. And this is finally <laughs> the justification for the Colers that are on here about this debate of people saying, ah, oh, Cole's mid, Cole's mid, Cole's mid. And y'all adamantly saying, no, he's not. You just haven't figured him out yet. And so here, here comes this beautiful mixtape that i think ties it up and i mean if anyone wants to wants to you know detract from what i'm about to say feel free i won't speak for everyone's behalf unless this is correct but i think a comfortable opinion from the five cents podcast is that j cole has to be one of the greats it's it's not debatable Mm -hmm. he sits comfy he sits comfy on the throne somewhere not exactly sure where that's up to personal decisions, but to call him mid at this point. Top tier. He's top tier. He's top tier. He's at least. At least. Yeah, you get in the booth. You get in the booth. You make a song and you tell me that that album was mid if you think it's mid. So, not. Can make something better than that. Like. Yeah. Like, show me some of these new releases, bro. Like. And tell me how is this better than this man's like J Cole's music? Like literally, that's, like, that's what I was saying. The yeah. other day, I I had heard this Migos song. It just came out. I just got like straight name. All of that shit. Oh, like what is this bullshit? Oh, let me go put some J Cole back on. I'm like, bro, how are y'all like? How can y'all say that this is me compared to this other shit? Nah, like, bro. It makes no sense, bro. You heard that it that Nicki Minaj shit with Drake and Lil Wayne? Dude, dude, I, I didn't even I had that same to it. No, I didn't either. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I, I, I wiped my hands. I said, not yet. I was like, y'all like that shit? Hold up, bro. Nah, the bar bro. The bar's in Literally. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just going to say, and this is this is not to derail anything, but I know that we could be on this music topic for forever. And I know we could keep this going. So I'll let you finish this one, but I'm going to steer us away right afterwards. Just because I don't want to keep us on it for the entirety of the okay. podcast. Go ahead, Josh. Hit this real quick. Nah, real quick, man. I was telling Nico, man. I was on Snapchat and I was just scrolling through the day after the release and literally I saw I saw somebody had posted at night what y'all listening to tonight J. Cole or Nicki Minaj and I said I looked at my phone like huh? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
She said, I got Nikki, and I said, oh. Nikki, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, no, you got you get out of here is what you do. You ain't got nobody. That's, that's, that's disrespectful. Shout out to Nikki. You know, she did her thing. Nicki Minaj. No, no hate to the bars. No Pink to Friday the was crazy. But yeah, no, no, Pink Friday was. Bro, Pink Friday, the, the fingerprint album. That was the last right. time I respected Nicki Minaj. Don't bro. say that. I'm sorry. For the for the for the oh, bar, oh, for, oh. for those for those people who support Nicki in the audience, let's let's get one thing straight. No one in this podcast hates or dislikes Nicki Minaj, but all of us have been around long enough that we heard her when she was actually pretty solid, and in comparison, the stuff she's been putting out is like there's trash, and then there's like I really just. If you put this on, would consider jumping off of a bridge, and it's probably in the latter category. So just not not <laughs> hate on your favorite artist, but in comparison to what she used to be, she's simply not the same. It's, it's like, like hold beat a dolphin dive, yeah. like just throw yourself. And then on even comparing place. what she is now, knowing that she's not what she used to be, to J Cole. Come Correct. On. Com- yeah. No, it doesn't. Mean- Let's just say because you know they always try to say it just because he's female. Like I say the same thing for Wayne too. So it's not even just yeah. Nikki. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Wayne, Wayne fell off too. But, anyways, I, you know, I, I know we could be on that for literally the entire podcast. And I want to give, I want to give a slight bit of variety of pop culture in here that we're talking about. And, you know, considering that Cole's uh, mixtape dropped on a Friday, I figure it's only, only important and only right to talk about another thing that was dropping on Fridays recently, uh, and that would be the show Invincible. Now, this, this show is a little particularly close to my heart because a, it's just good. B, it's like the first time I've ever seen a half Asian protagonist in anything. And I was like, hey, look at that. There's one, of, there's, one of us, there's one of us right there. Like, come on now. Um, which he didn't really represent us that well throughout the show. No, no, low key. <laughs> he got folded a little bit too much for my face. But you know, that, that is what it is. I'm not going to get mad at that. I was looking at him like, come on, bro. Like, all of us look like punks because of you. Like, now someone's going to come up to me and be like, hey, what's your name, bro? Is it Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick him up. Like, I, I can't. There's nothing I can do. Like, I'm just going to be like, well, whatever. I'm going to lose. But, you know, like, it's, it was one of those shows that I feel like really it took the, it took the nation by storm. I'm not even going to lie. I, I had seen the first episode um, really early, and I had made it about 30 minutes through and paused in the middle of the day when I was watching it. And I was like, I'm going to finish this afterwards. And for anyone who hasn't watched this show yet, I will do my best to spoil nothing in our conversation that's about to follow. But I would recommend that if you really want to watch it with no spoilers, it's going to be difficult for us to not spoil anything, so I would recommend you skip ahead. But watch the first episode before you make any judgments. Please. And I'm telling you, the whole first episode, start to finish. Once you finish that first episode and the credits roll, then you can come and talk or you know say what you say your piece on Twitter or whatever you got to do. But full recommendation for me. It's a phenomenal show. And I wanted to open up to the boys and like, Kind of give your experiences as you went throughout the show, and obviously steer from spoilers if you can. But you know, it's it's kind of hard. All right, okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start because I'm I'm gonna be the shortest. You know, gotcha. so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it and get it out of here. Um, though I think the reason why it took the nation by storm, I guess you could say, is because they it just it started off so strong. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it started off so strong. And it it confused people. I think that's what it was. Because when I was watching the first episode, confusion was my main, like, thought. Yeah. Two two things were my main thought. Confusion and damn. That's it. (laughs) I was confused and I was like, damn. And then, you know, the rest of the series, 
I'm not going to say anything about it because I don't think there's any way I could not spoil it. You know, maybe they can do better than I can, but I I cannot. But just watch it. It's it's a 10 out of 10. You know, it it's just watch it. It's pretty. It's not pretty good. It's it's really fucking good. And I don't watch TV shows. I don't ever watch series or anything like that. So this is coming from someone who doesn't watch those. I don't particularly do that, but this is one of the ones that I would say, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Let me go. Let me go next time for that because I think it was me, Nico, Ivy, and Zay. We were sitting on the couch. They put us on. They they put us on. But you had already seen it, so yeah. you didn't have the same reaction. He was there, kind of like that coach, just looking at his team, <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. yeah. Know what's coming. But so Zay's reaction was, damn. I was like, yo. I was just looking at the screen. Yo, 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 <laughs> yo. I, I was out here going crazy because, like they said. That's the first episode in its completion is going to have you like that. And you're going to instantly be like, I got to watch the next episode. I think they did such a good job at cliffhanging every episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like every week you were like, what the, when is today's episode? Friday? What's up? Like, like, like literally that's what it had you like. Um, I think it did a great job of being realistic in terms of like the power scaling. There wasn't no ply armor. Like, there if you were getting bodied, mm-hmm. you were getting bodied. Like, there was no ifs, ands, or buts. So that when we were talking about Mark and what Jackson was talking about, you'll understand what we're talking about. I compare him slightly to Genos for anybody that watched One Punch Man. Don't do my yeah. man Genos dirty. I love Genos. Genos <laughs> yeah. is my boy. That, you know that's it. a perfect comparison. Genos, and if you don't know who Genos is, then there's, not, uh, there's nothing else to say but if you do know who he is and how he works in that show if you know how genos works in the one punch man so show, then, then you will completely understand why he said that mark is genos because it's true it's true it's true and the only other point i like to hit on is the character development was good like low-key like they kind of subtly snuck that in there but I, I like the way they stuck it in there. The character development for, like, the main and side characters, you have to see all of them grow and change. And I was like, isn't this just the first season? Like, how do y'all touch on everybody like that, bro? <laughs> that book was good. So, like, that, I said my piece. I didn't want to give no spoilers because if we did that, we can really talk. But that's the, that's the general consensus for me right there. Let me let somebody else take over. Um... For me, one thing that I got to say is, like, I definitely want to put emphasis on, like, what Jackson said, but please watch the whole first episode before you make any more judgments of the show. Yep. Because Just like Promised Neverland. I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, uh, when I was watching, like, the first, like, 20 minutes, I was like, what the fuck is this, like, Justice League mm-hmm. bullshit? But then, like, <laughs> you know, I was just kind of like, yeah. But then, like, after the whole first episode, bro, like literally each episode, I was wanting more and more. And like by the end of the season, I'm just like, when's season two coming out? You know what I'm saying? So I'm Come on. Like, it's just, it's just <laughs> so my just plate. Like, Y'all got to get on it if you're not on it. If you are on it, you know what I'm talking about. That's oh, yeah. what I was in. Yeah, nah, bro. I think they said almost everything about it. But I just remember when I first watched it, because I watched it like when it when it came out the first week. And you know, I was like, oh, let me just watch one more episode. You know, I was in my bed, and I was like, let me just watch a little episode before I go to sleep. And I was shook. I was stunned. Yeah. I sat there for like an hour just 
chilling. Didn't know what to do. Because the end of the first episode will have you just hooked the entire time. And I think it was yeah. like, every week a new episode came out, I watched it immediately into the group chat. Bro, that new episode gas. Every single week. Without oh, failure. Like, That's facts. He was saying that. He was like, y'all gotta watch this. Y'all gotta watch this show called Invincible. That shit was gas. <laughs> It just the way they wrote it, it just the way they wrote it out, the way they set it up. And for we were like our friend Tobias even read the, the comic and he said it was pretty pretty close to like where the comic was. So the way that they stayed true to it was pretty solid. So I just think that they did a really good job on you know, even on some of the side like Mr. Robot, which once y'all watch y'all know, he low key became one of my favorite characters. That man is cold. For no reason, he's a whole side character. I have no business being as cold as he is, but he's just cold. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like they did a really good job on kind of making you get invested in the show really easy on. And I know Jackson has something to add to that as well, too. Yeah, I was going to jump on here and add this. And this is, you know, I'm, I'm coming from a position of I really like this show. Um, I, I watched the first episode kind of like Nathan, like on my own. As, as Josh can attest to, I have a habit of just like, I like to take my phone and just enjoy a show in complete isolation and it's a weird thing but i like to do it that way and i remember i watched the first episode and you know as everyone was saying you have to watch it in its entirety like you really have to because nico's nico's talking about i was watching i was like i mean this is all right i guess like you know this is fine and by the end of the first episode i i genuinely like and this is what josh said too the show is i think a great modern example of what most tv shows try to do and that a lot of TV shows try to have this uh, this balance between like cliffhanging you and also just kind of like being ridiculous at ev- the end of every episode just to keep you there. But I think Invincible hits a very sweet medium where genuinely like there's enough plot to be revealed in the next episode that you're like, I, I need to see the next episode just to know. But it's not too much that they're just ham fisting it on you. And it does that every time. And it really has a good progressive story uh, that just does it just does a great job for what like eight episodes mm-hmm. eight episodes tells a very compelling story um i mean the voice acting is what i will say it was what really sold it to me like my man my man who play i can't why am i blanking on his name uh he plays jay jonah jameson he's a phenomenal actor mm-hmm. uh, in spider-man but uh, i'm gonna look his name up real quick so i don't do him dirty um because i don't know why i'm forgetting his name uh i know i like that back. jk simmons there it is yes. jk simmons I mean, when I tell you that he kills his role, it is out of the park. Absolutely one of the greatest voice acting roles I've heard in a while. And the thing, think, for for anyone who's going to watch, I just cannot recommend the show enough. The show, the movie was like infested with quality. It just felt good. It felt like someone cared all the way head to toe. And one of the ways that you can really see that in animated shows, as we are all anime connoisseurs, is when someone sells you on a voice acting, because that is difficult. It is really hard to sell someone on your voice being a character. That, that requires make talent a show. and effort, and it makes or breaks a show. And I will say Invincible has some next level voice acting. It really is high quality. Uh, I would say it's like, qual- like good anime quality voice acting. Like You will be sold in an English show with voice acting and that that to me was enough like that's enough to watch the show as it is you know it really is high regards that was a great point because it's something that you don't think about because you just expect it to always be like that but it's not and you are so right (laughs) all those voice actors for each character they fit them so well you're right i you know actors too 
they, yes. they actually um what i was reading was that they i think they molded the characters to kind of look after them mm-hmm. yes they did characters. and usually when they do that it's like gonna be like gas <laughs> so like yeah. jk simmons so, got shredded to play his role man. so like um and, you know the, 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 my bad uh, i was gonna no, say like did. y'all know that the asian dude from the walking dead steven young yeah steven young yeah He's he's the voice actor for Mark and like mm-hmm. they yeah. ate <laughs> and the blue, the blue dudes too. Those are my like personal favorites. Oh, those are yeah, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, main topic so far. Man. Oh yeah, did you want Zay, did you want to add to that? Aloki had one more thing to add too before we move on. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to like a Loki shout out that I feel like is Loki under like underrepresented for a lot of these shows is like their social media teams the invincible social media team was on top of every single thing like as soon as you finish the episode you go to twitter and they're interacting <laughs> with everybody getting them hyped up for the next episode Person, loki actually funny memes not like the random nonsense some shows be throwing out so like the fact that like i would watch an episode already want some more and they just be posting every single day every week with more stuff made it like even more invested so like loki amazon did the thing with this one for sure yeah, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I didn't notice any of the media. I stayed off to avoid like. I didn't. I didn't need it. I didn't, I didn't need it. I I finished an episode and I was like clicking the next button on Amazon, like, bro, give me the next one. <laughs> like, load it faster. Yes, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great show. So, last topic. I just wanted to bring this in, and it was actually a comment that was made to me by a friend, and it really kind of, it it really it was something that I thought was like kind of profound, only in the sense that. For us, it's it's nothing. But for someone coming from the perspective of the friend that told me this, it was like, oh, really? And this was a friend who hadn't watched anime, uh, really wasn't into TV at all. But had spoken to me, it was like talking about getting into, um, he had just finished, what was it? I think Attack on Titan. And next on his list was Demon Slayer. Um, after some, you know, easy recommendations. And in the anime podcast, you'll hear that I have, I happen to recommend some easy ones to get yourself acclimated to anime. These guys are all connoisseurs, so they, they give you some of the best of the best. I was given the entry-level stuff. But a comment that he made that I thought was really interesting was that live-action TV is having a difficult time competing with these uh, animated titles. And, you know, say five, six weeks ago, I would have been like, like, yeah, but it still draws such an audience. But then I got to thinking, like, when is the last time that you heard someone in a pop culture sense that isn't a geriatric person or doesn't have a terrible sense? reference like saturday night live as like the most popular show to happen on a weekend or reference a talk show or like you know whatever jimmy fallon said and i think that there's a component of entertainment that is starting to be geared very heavily towards individual interests and what i mean by that is we all grew up playing video games and the beauty of a video game is that you can play it the way you feel like playing it there's a there's a design in your head of how this game works and that means that no matter how the developer <laughs> wants it to be, you could download Battlefield and sprint around in a Humvee packed with C4 just blowing people up, which is not at all the point of the game. But it's hilarious. And so because people have so much more freedom over their entertainment, we're not boxed in by 60 cable channels of you know regular scheduled programming. We have streaming apps and all sorts of websites where you can selectively choose what you want. It's getting more and more difficult to come up with a show where you are, you know, using expensive CG, expensive actors on set to recreate some of the magic that you can get through animation and through digital like CG and stuff like that. So 
the point that I wanted to bring up and the question I wanted to pose you guys is give, you know, go through your head, think of the best animated show to you, right? The single best one there is. And I know we're all anime buffs, so this is probably going to be slightly stilted. But in recent memory, the best thing that you've watched that was animated and compare it to the best thing that you watched that was live action. And honestly, do you think that animation is pulling ahead? Man. I, can I go real quick? Go crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I got two shows that like instantly like popped in my Man, head. We finna have the same show. Okay, so the the for live action, okay, so like okay, real quick, so so are you mean like talk show type shows or just real people? Anything live action. Just live action All entertainment. Right. So I just got through watching the boys. Yeah. And I think that was pretty fire. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say if I was to pull like my like favorite like animated like series, like hence like Berserk, um, I gotta go with Berserk. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I feel like I feel like it's a lot easier for these animated shows to have like these um these uh emotional like pulling and like you know like these these scenes that like pull you into the show. You know, and make you feel connected with the characters a lot more than it is with like some of these live action shows. I feel like, but I wouldn't. But if, but I wouldn't really say that. Like as far as like anime shows, I wouldn't say they're pulling ahead a lot per se. But I feel like they're making the live action shows like these producers have to think more outside the box to retain and like keep these viewers interested in what they're providing. I feel like. And here's, I guess, I guess this is another, another caveat, and this is just to go on to what you said and give you an opportunity to answer this directly. So if you reference The Boys, which, once again, phenomenal film, it's really, really good, um, and then talk about Berserk, I agree with you, because I feel like it takes a very, very talented actor to draw you into an emotional scene and really make you feel it, but a good voice actor and a very good artist which might be easier to come by than just throwing a camera in somebody's face and saying, you know, make me, make me hurt inside. Um, can really draw you in as well. But but considering that you brought up The Boys as the TV show, the live-action TV show, um, I think that, I, I mean, I'd reckon, I'd go as far as say Invincible is probably the best superhero animation show that's come out in a very long while, at least in terms of comparability to The Boys. So if you had to rate the two, you know, obviously there's more of The Boys than there is of Invincible and vice versa. Just honest, no no margins, doesn't matter by how much. Which would you say is better? Man, I gotta go with... <laughs> I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with Invincible, bro. <coughs> For me, at least personally. Fair enough. And you know, it's a but they're very, but 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 they're very, very close. close. They're very, very close. close. They're very close. But the the way I felt watching Invincible, bro, <laughs> I, I I it's it's top, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, what's crazy is you stole like my examples like right out of my head because I thought that was the perfect comparison for me to get <coughs> when you want to think the boys for the people that don't know is also a superhero show and this superhero show is very realistic like if we had superheroes in like our day-to-day life I think they would act like this it's not like you're cheesy like oh, I'm going to protect the world. Like, no, like, it's, like, legit. Like, these people have problems. They deal with stuff, too. You get to see that. You can relate to it. You can disagree, agree, all that good stuff. And thinking about that side, and, again, how Invincible is also very realistic in terms of, like, there's no plot armor. What's supposed to happen happens, good or bad. And you get to see all, like, the character growth. 
So as well as what Nico said, I think that Invincible in my book is also better by somewhat of a margin. If I compare them, so I'd say first season of Invincible, I'd give it like a nine. And on my side, that's like very high. Like I think that Invincible was a fabulous show. I'd give the boys like an eight. And I think that that was a great show too. Like it's been a while that I've watched a live action and I was that intrigued about what was going on. I was like, man, who, who wrote this? This was good. I was sitting here like whoever wrote this really knew what they were doing. But what I will say is there are some things that you can't necessarily take away from live action. Mm-hmm. I think that you could do so much more with animation than you can with live action because like the possibilities are endless with animation. But there is a certain connection that you get when you watch a live action because you are looking at a human being. And I don't think that that can ever be like replaced by animation, even though animation has the ability to do other things just out of the park better. But that like human aspect is why I don't think live action is ever going to die because some of these people as well as like you could do it in animation you could put you can insert yourself into these live action shows because you can actually see yourself doing it you're looking at people like you like physically and you cannot replicate that through animation yeah yeah and quick caveat for those for those listeners interested and this is really quick Nate. um the boys and invincible both produced by amazon so they're putting out some bangers right now amazon stop sleeping but i definitely agree with what josh said for sure there's something about like live action for certain categories because when he first brought up this question i think overall i feel like for a lot of genres and or anime or animation kind of takes the cake for me but the first show that popped in my mind when i thought about a a live action show that does better than animation was snowfall i feel like for those type of shows (laughs) to where it's like that type like that type of drama especially in kind of like that drug game type of show i can never see a, a little animation like tanjiro selling crack type shit you feel what i'm saying oh, yeah <laughs> like something yeah. about seeing like humans going through it and dealing with the realities of like real life because like in snowfall it's like oh this is like you know he's at the house you know he's trying to take care of his mom that's something everybody can relate to and it's like a real life thing but then you know the next day he's uh in this drug wars you know he's having these gang wars trying to fight with the cia to you know keep everything together and it's like stuff like that because like the other show i thought about too was like breaking bad kind of those realistic kind of more grimy shows i feel like a lot better in live action because it's it's something close enough to reality to where everyone can relate to it and kind of see themselves in that seat if like one thing went wrong in my life i could be in the same place well not like that because i'm not built like that but you know (laughs) i could possibly be in that situation you know so especially for like the breaking bad walter white type of thing so i feel like for certain categories and genres it's a little bit more impactful you actually hit on exactly and not to cut you i apologize but i do need to to respond to that you hit on exactly one of the points that i was gonna bring up in the end and it's just natural to fit it right here i feel like uh, to go segue off of the comment I made earlier about every every one of us playing video games, we all grew up with entertainment that was fantastical and also literally tailored to our liking, like marketed, developed specifically to be what we wanted it to be. And so I feel like one of the ways that animated shows have vastly pulled away from live action shows is anything fantastical, things that have to do with you know 
extreme power or extreme like levels of you know grit or whatever like like any shonen right i feel like those are almost impossible to replicate in live action simply because anything that has to that requires some go beyond element of the human nature is much easier to do through animation such as you know having goku because watching some actor strain to do the goku feats would look ridiculous and in the times that they have done it has looked ridiculous right just you're kind of looking at like come on bro like no matter how real the strain on your face is you just aren't capturing this properly whereas watching someone in animation with ridiculous proportions you know super saiyan hair going nuts like that is something that i feel like animation solely owns but on the on the other side of the coin i feel like live action will always own that element of anything that has to do with discomfort not in the sense of like you know because there are some elements like say full metal alchemist right where you're like like, I don't, like you know any any anime can get that feeling from you but sitting down and truly being unsettled by a character like really looking a character in the eyes and being like this dude's scary like i don't like this guy um hey, josh you remember the show hannibal that i had you watch yeah like anything yeah. with an unnerving protagonist is going to come across better when that unnerving protagonist is a very talented actor mm-hmm. because watching a real person control their micro expressions control their dialect control the way that they speak control the way that they move their body and come across as a calculated sociopath is something that your brain will recognize in a person way better than in a drawing so I feel like when it comes to live action shows, when you really deal with like a class A actor, someone who knows their stuff and dives into a role and settles on a character that is in some way just slightly off what might be normal or plays a character that's supposed to be unsettling, there's just no way that you could top that with animation. Same with, you know, Breaking Bad, any, anything that's gritty. A lot of those characters rely on that kind of tense that like that tension in the show the way the camera sweeps across and you feel kind of like uh-oh like something's gonna happen and, and this character is like about to snap that's something that animation just can't capture nearly as well in my opinion jackson i have a quick question for you based Fire. off of what you just said you've seen death note right mm-hmm. now i think a good example to hannibal in terms in terms of that psychological war mm-hmm. is death note which one would you consider better in your opinion? As an overall show, I think Death Note is better. I, I, I that's that's not negotiable in my head. I think Hannibal's a good show, but I think it kind of like does this, whereas Death Note is like a it kind of goes up from the beginning. Like Death Note pulls you in more, and Hannibal starts really really strong, and then it kind of does what most live action shows and dips a little bit. But what I will say is, I don't think I don't think the psychological element of Death Note captures the like tension as well as Mads Mikkelsen's character in Hannibal. And that's the the point that I was making is that you could choose any character in Death Note and be like, wow, like that's wild. But when the camera settles down in front of Mads Mikkelsen sitting at a desk and literally being a sociopath and him being, you know, in my opinion, he's my favorite actor, but him being great at playing that sociopath. And you're just watching him do little bitty things that you can't consciously like be like, oh, he's crazy. But your brain is going like subtle social cues subtle body language things that he's you know perfected over the course of diving into a role that's something that i feel like animation will never have such as um what's that movie is it no country for for old men with the gas station coin flip scene y'all know what i'm talking about Mm-mm. i think it's that movie oh well it's a classic movie anyway that's another example of a very psychologically unsettling scene where there's really nothing overtly wrong about it other than one character makes eye contact for way too long and speaks very cryptically and it, it's just you like kind of like, oh, like I don't like this at all. And I feel like animation has a very hard time doing that. 
um, even in shows like Parasite the Maxim, where you have literal, you know, body invading imposters that are meant to come across as essentially sociopaths, like very good mimics of humans. It's so difficult to get that emotion of like nothing, like uh, nothing, what's the word, sympathetic going on behind the eyes, as well as when you have a human actor for it. In my opinion, that's just me. I think um, I agree with what you're saying, Jackson. And I think that a good example of like that whole like um, just capturing that, you know, that like, you know, um, what's the word? That discomfort and like unsettling aura. Yes. The Joker. Like yeah. Joker, Joker Phoenix. Joaquin, Joaquin like, Phoenix. Joaquin, okay, Bless yeah, the man. Yeah. Bless the man. I feel like that is a perfect example of what you're getting at. Because throughout that whole movie, I was just like, shit. You know, like, oh. Like, but, like, literally, like, for those who haven't seen it, like, you should have seen it already. But, oh. Um, yeah, so, for real, for real. Like, for example, like, like, when he was, like, the whole time you think that, like, this, this, this relationship with that black, like, the black lady, mm-hmm. like, his neighbor is, like, real. But then you find out, like, everything's just in his head and shit. Like, I was like, oh, God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the whole yeah. movie, like, it's like, I don't think an animation could have done what he did, bro. Cause just cause just the fact of seeing this this man, like, cause like I think I, he had to go through some extreme conditions to like to even like act the role out. So I mean, just seeing this dude like do what he had to do to fill the role and just like the way he the way he portrayed the Joker was just like outstanding. And I feel like man. there's no way you can encompass that in an animation, you know. So I definitely see what you're saying, and I I 100 percent agree. Great example. There's there's one scene specifically that comes to mind when you're when you're talking about that, and it's the scene where he's hunched over and he's tying a shoe, and it's a really? quick it's a quick little like four second shot from behind. But you see, but it, he, but, you, but but he's so Joaquin Phoenix for this role like emaciated himself, like really 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 starved himself, and got very ungainly odd proportions, and like was constantly looking unkempt and greasy, but like not in the Heath Ledger way in like a genuinely like mentally disturbed like poor man of society kind of way mm-hmm. and so there's this one scene where he's hunched over a shoe and it, it there's no dialogue there's no fancy editing it is just a scene of him looking almost otherworldly as he's tying the shoe and it makes you kind of like like you, you rise in your seat a little you're like oh like i don't like that at all and it's just that it would be so difficult to capture that in a drawing because there are so many small things about the posture and the way he's moving his body and the way that he talks that are they're just these little micro changes from normality but they really do make the character and i i think that's an excellent point that having a master class actor who could you know basically drive himself insane for a role come in and play a character and you know there are two great examples of the joker that you could reference for this where you you genuinely are like this this character is next level. That's something that I feel like is very difficult to do in mm-hmm. animation. Only from the sense of feeling that disconnect, like feeling physically, like I, I like I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely see what you're saying, Jackson. For sure. I think it just depends on the on the genre. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think you can solid solidly like draw that line. Fair enough. Because they're just two completely different things. And with live action, like you were saying, animation is completely free. They can do whatever. The character can look like whatever. But with live action, it takes a lot more thought because people look like what they look like. 
So you have to fit the role of a character to someone in real life or someone that could come close to it. <clears throat> but in the animation, you can just kind of draw it however you want, make them look like however you want, have them proportioned however you want. You're free to do whatever you want. But if you're talking, like you, you ask some shows that are just like, competing with animated shows i think and this was way it was a long time ago this was way back i don't even remember exactly what she said but there are i think there are live action shows that are better than animated shows within that genre mm. like i know everybody remembers because there was a time when like when let's say netflix and hulu were getting really popular they were getting really popular not for their animated section but for the shows that they were streaming like for example this is one that everybody should remember empire when empire first came out empire was hot empire was on you would you would open up your snapchat and you would see an ad about empire watch now on hulu you would see it on the little um the side story thing that they have there are other good shows that they come out with, like Grownish, Blackish. There's there's a lot of shows that were like <clears throat> hyped and at the time that they were popular and doing their thing, animated shows weren't um you know, animated shows just weren't I would say as known. <clears throat> so I think that people look towards animated shows for a certain genre. Like superhero like the superhero genre for example yep. mm -hmm. there's only so many things a person can do there's only so many things a person can look like there's only a certain way you can alter somebody's facial structure with makeup and then it just doesn't completely fit the design there's only a certain way you can recreate inhuman scenes like in a in an animated superhero show they can show Superman flying off the planet, going through the galaxy, flying into the sun, and punching it until it explodes. They can't do that in the, in a live TV show. It just won't look the same. It won't look the same. They can't do that. But if you're looking to get, you know, like nitty gritty, you know, like you're looking to see, take Power for example, Empire. You're looking to see a crime show you know, with some drug dealers in it, you're not going to go watch an animated show about drug dealers. It's just not what you do. You go to watch the people. You want to see the dude's face when he's panicking because someone just stole his stash of cocaine and now he can't pay his plug. You yep. want to see what he does when he's put in a tight spot. You want to see what he does when someone messes with him and he finally, you know, he's been a good guy just in the wrong situation. And he finally snaps and gives in to the evil. You want to see a person act that out. You want to see their face. You want to see, you want to see it the moment that they mentally break. You want to see the moment that they do some shit you never thought they would. You don't want to see some animated character do that. You want to watch an actor. You want to hear, you want to hear the mother cry because their son got shot. Yep. You know, you, 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 it's, it's not the same animated than watching that mother break down in the movie 
or in the show. It's just so I just, I think it just depends. I don't I couldn't I can't say for sure that one's pulling ahead of the other. I just think that they each have their own specialties, mm-hmm. and their own specialties just so happen to be in separate genres. Like, like I've noticed that live action shows typically do better in shows like Breaking Bad. Um, an all time classic that I know of is um, um, fuck, what's it called? Criminal Minds. Yes, sir. Criminal Minds. Uh, I love that show. You know, everybody knows what, what is it? Uh, NCIS, I think. Yep. Everybody knows what that is. So, like, law and order. Order. all the classics. Yeah, law. You know, like, I think each, you know, pro- the production style has their own genre that they're solidified in, and that's just what you watch. And, you know, like, Invincible. <clears throat> Like y'all were saying, it's better than The Boys. They're both superhero-style shows, but Invincible can just give so much more within that genre than The Boys can. And it's not faulting live action. It's not faulting The Boys. It's literally that they have more freedom because it's animated. Mm -hmm. But when you want to watch things that are more realistic and things you can actually relate to, you want to watch something that you want to see a person doing it yes sir because okay let's just propose a scenario let's say you're interested in playing the guitar you want to learn how to play the guitar would you rather would you go into a store that has an animated guy playing a song on a screen come play a guitar or would you go into the store where there's a guy sitting on a stool playing the same exact song in front of the guitar store saying, hey, come inside? I'm going to go with the, the guitar store guy. I'm going to go with the human. You yeah, exactly. Because you look yes, at the human, you look at the human, and you're like, oh, a person is doing that. That mm-hmm. means that if I really wanted to, I could. You're watching the animated guy doing it, and you're like, that shit just doesn't look real. There's no way I can do that even if I wanted to. But when you see someone else doing it, you get that feeling of that could be me. You yes, know, sir. like you're, you're able to empathize and put yourself in that shoe because no one can say, oh, yeah, I can be Superman. no. But people can be like, you know, that's crazy, but, you know, I could be, you know, well, not I could be, but, you know, it's like people would be like, that's crazy, but what if I just wanted to be a Walter White? That's <laughs> as illegal as it is, it's very much possible. Yeah, Zay, it's you actually, realistic. you hit me with a, a perfect segue into the, the last thing I wanted to bring up. And this was, I wanted to pose that question to y'all only because I wanted to see where y'all took it and kind of like what y'all's opinions were. And this is, this is what I've come to. And I want, I want to hear if y'all disagree, agree, disagree, you know, that kind of thing. But for, for most of us, we agree that there are certain things animated shows do better. And there are certain things that live action shows do better. And that there's really not like a clear line of one pulling ahead, but in recent memory, there have been some animated shows that have surpassed some of the comparable live action shows. Yeah. And I, think, genre. and I think that an excellent, or rather something I didn't think about until I was posed this question by my friend is, well, we have to think about 
what are the differences between the two? And one of the main differences between the two is for a live action show, you have to get actors on set. You have to have a film crew. You have to have a production crew. You have to have a continuity team. You have to have a place to have food and housing and storage and on-site locations. Whereas for an animated show, you can have people genuinely phone their work in. They can send you files, recordings of them reading the lines. They don't actually have to come to set. You can have animators working in the same place they've always worked, producing these shows, producing these things. So what I think it's it's more evident and the reason why there's been such a rise in animated entertainment and even in the anime, uh, anime specifically, I mean, think about the last few years. The anime was growing in popularity as we were in high school. But really, a lot of the more recent anime trends really, I mean, really took off when we were in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And part of the beauty is that of that is, I mean, they saw a delay. Let's not let's not lie. Obviously, everyone was delayed by by COVID. But I feel like animated studios and animated shows were easy. It was easier to get them back on their feet because you weren't mm-hmm. having regulations for their ability to produce episodes. And a lot of I feel of these actors, of these producers, of these screenwriters realize like we can't afford a four-year drought in content, you know, from not being able to do anything during COVID to getting spun up right there at the very end. So I feel like a lot of people turned to animated releases. And that's why we're seeing such an influx of good quality animated stuff is that you have people who genuinely make good things, like good, talented people working them, and they haven't been slowed down so that their quality work has influxed into the market and been one of the primary sources of new entertainment and i feel like that is beneficial to us you know on this podcast as all as anime watchers because uh in the in the you know you can argue what you would like about capitalism and economic systems in general but one of the great things about our entertainment industry is that it's driven by competition if something sucks people tell you that it sucks and you know we can have different opinions on it but usually things that truly suck don't make it and they end up in the garbage and so the more quality shows we have entering any specific field, the better. And I feel like it's been great for, you know, filmmakers, companies to see the Demon Slayer movie hit the box office records the way that it did. And to see Invincible shatter social media the way that it did. And to see the fact that there are other mediums to produce these, uh, these works in. Because genuinely, I feel like, just like everyone has said so far, there are aspects of each that they do better in specifically. And I feel like up until recently, cartoons were seen more as childish. Same with anime. It had a stigma, like we talked about on the anime episode. And I feel like that is wearing away more and more and more. And that we'll see, we'll have more Invincibles. We'll have more shows that play to the strength of animation by just being quality animated shows. And we'll be able to focus more on having shows that play to the strengths of live action. And so when I was posed that question, it overall kind of brought a sense of like, almost wonderment. Like, seeing where we've come so far with the things that we have and the entertainment that we get to indulge in in a daily process that we can just take in. It's all so good. Like there really is so much to see, so much to experience, so much to be able to talk about. But in all reality, it can, it should only get better. And that's what I'm hopeful for is that we should see even better stuff to come. Yes, sir. That's what we're hopeful for. (laughs) Yes, sir. And it's all going to be here on the Five Cents Podcast. (laughs) reviewed by your panel experts and by people i mean we're all we we don't really know what we're talking about but we like to pretend <laughs> i got a funny question go ahead so i said work we're great anatomy oh hell no <laughs> did you just say say it again say it again so i can watch your lips move when you say those it. aren't those aren't within the same genre 
in my opinion. I wouldn't say they are. This man bro. says nurses are blood cells, bro. Come on, man. But, so that work. He not right. <laughs> at work is, to me, cells at work is funny. But it low-key got a story behind it, too, which hey, is bro. crazy to me that they actually blood, have I'm a, a story. I'm a white blood cell, bro. Dude, they, got, they got hella hands for up, no bro. reason, bro. They, the white blood cells were oh, cooking. You were, what, what, what are you? You're a pathogen? He's dead. Oh, yeah, he's that's dead. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where you from. Come on. Yeah. Uh, um, that's all I have for this podcast. Uh, if anyone else has anything they'd like to add last minute, feel free. Um, Oh, man, because, I because... Nah, I enjoyed the heat that you brought, my guy. Hey, these oh, were man. these were some fire uh, questions. Go man. ahead, listen to that, J. Cole. Go ahead, watch all these shows we don't mention today. Um, same, <laughs> same. Go ahead, bless yourself. And then, and then after you do all of that, you know, after you do all of that, really sit down and think. Think about the best live action show that you've seen recently. Compare it to Invincible. Tell me if it's better. Other than the responding and, oh, oh, anyway. and then responding YouTube. Please respond because I want to see yeah. this. Respond okay, on social on. media. Oh, oh, oh. And all hold those on. people, if anyone out there thinks that J. Cole's album is mid, talk to me. Show me the album that has been released recently. Just drop it and I'll listen to it. And I'm not just going to listen to it once, I'm going to listen to it objectively. And I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to listen to it multiple times from top to bottom. And I'm going to listen to J. Cole's album. And I'm going to break them down one by one by one. And I'm going to make sure to make a fair, as, as fair as a judgment as I can. Yeah. But if you really think that's mid, then you're going to have to show me what is gas to you. Let's say hey, if you have a good response and a respectable and if that answer, shit is we'll shout you out. If that's yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll respond to I'm it on our social media. You're right. If that shit's boo boo, I'm on your ass, and that's. <laughs> I'm about to say, no. hey, you showed one side, but if you if you put some trash in the comments, that shit's boo boo. believe it's just us on this social media. We have nothing to lose for coming for you. I was gonna say, don't think that it's just they that will be on your case. We will all be on your case. Like, no, no. no. When you think you're done getting that whooping, then your mom's gonna go They will get shit. five cents, all right. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, I might give him a whole quarter. You feel me? Anyways, thank you so much for listening in this week, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it as always, and hope that you enjoyed. And you know, we're just we're just talking about the things that we're passionate about, and hope we didn't rub your ears dry with them. But that's all from me, your panelist Jackson. Uh, Zay, you got anything you want to say to the folks on your way out? Um. Oh, I was actually going to say, um, Gronish watch it it's a lot it's one of the it's a live action show kind of i guess you could say live action it's just a it's just a show um it's really good also criminal minds really good and the mentalist my personal favorite crime oh. show hey i hey, watched right there season. i've watched all seven right seasons there. like over right hundred, like over hundreds of times now i've been watching it since it came out in 2008 I would recommend that show to anybody. So The Mentalist, Criminal Minds, and Grownish. Those are three really good shows. Check them out and hey, let me know what you think, you know. Yes, sir. Josh, you got anything you want to say to the folks at home? <laughs> folks at home. Ah, hold <laughs> up, hold up, hold up now. But uh 
Just to piggyback off on Zay, yeah, we both watched Grownest, and I didn't know the way he felt about the mentalist, but I'm right there with you. That's crazy to me. But um, Grownish, um, anybody that is a college student would just think Grownish is hilarious. Just putting that out there. That's why you would relate to it so much because it just it just fits our age group. It's hilarious. Um, but other than that, no, not really. Just um, be sure to. Follow us on YouTube. Hit us up on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. You know, share us out. Shout those channel names out. Give us, give them the full link for it if you can. Or like not the full oh, link. No. Links down in the bio. I got you. Oh, Links in the bio. Down in the bio. But yeah, it's just called Five Cents Podcast or just type in Five Cents and we should pop up. You know, we should. I'm not sure if we're going to be known enough yet or all that, but you know, hey, we if should. If you don't know us now, hey, John, hop on the dig it, bro. Tell, them, tell, them, tell them how to type it in. Tell oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I got you. So it's five, like the number five, and then E N S E. Because and we're that funny. Is the... <laughs> <laughs> we got to drop puns. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you find us. Five cents, folks. That's it for me. Yes, sir. Nate, you got anything for him? Uh, no, y'all summed it up. We had a pretty good episode today. I mean, you know, we're starting this podcast thing, so if y'all y'all aren't on the wave yet, go ahead and hop on, and uh, you know, hopefully y'all join us on the next one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nico, close us out, big man. Anything you want to say at all? One thing I got to say is thanks for tuning in to the Five Cents Podcast, and we can't wait to see you for the next episode. Peace. Yes, That's it from us. Have a nice rest yeah. of your day.